You're listening to the Cyfidelity Podcast, episode 160, Mystery Machines and Xenophobia. The Cyfidelity Podcast is intended for a mature audience due to its adult themes and language. In this episode, we welcome back a beloved Star Trek character and celebrate how nothing has changed with Starfleet. Was that? Oh, sorry, I got that completely wrong. Turns out everything has changed with Starfleet. On a, on a very, very random uh, whatever, because I know we talked about this, like, you know, two or three episodes ago, but I did finally see Dark Phoenix, so, <laughs> you know. Thoughts? So, so, Any quick thoughts on that? Uh, my, my quick thought was, uh, unfortunately, I've read too much of the comics, because I kept comparing it to the characterizations of the comics, and mm. the powers in the comics, and the storyline in the comics, and I was like... And I'm trying to pull myself back and say, well, okay, if, you, if you're not looking at it from that perspective, what mm. do you think? And then I would just go, but wait, she can't, she can't do that. That's not where the power comes. That's the, how, the hell, how the hell can Nightcrawler <laughs> teleport? You can't see shit through a window from a fucking shuttle. That's dumb. That's, and why well, the hell did they bring her in the first place? You not, just teleport in, grab well, the motherfucker, teleport out. But, ah, whatever. I, I, I feel like that's not a problem exclusive to Dark Phoenix. <laughs> no, it's not. I feel like that's a problem with all the X-Men movies. I just, I just want to ask one question because it's what's been bugging me ever since Dark Phoenix came out where everybody's like, this is worse than Last Stand. This is not worse than Last no, Stand. It is not worse And it than pisses Last me Stand. off that people are like, oh, this was way worse than Last Stand. Fuck no. you, Last Stand is a terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> As a person that is pretty forgiving, but I rewatched Last Stand in the last year, and that movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> I, I will say that their, their basic premise that uh, Professor X fucked up because he didn't tell the sad little girl that her father wanted nothing to do with her. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not great, but that's not the world's greatest fuck up. And uh, she's not and she's she's murdering people now, perhaps <laughs> not intentionally. Right. Her powers are going out of control. But still, I don't think we're going to we should we shouldn't blame this all on mm. poor Chuck. But everybody's like, fuck you, Chuck. Fuck you! Fuck everything you've ever done. You know, I will. If you're done with taking care of mutants, go fuck yourself because you're an asshole. I will. Wait, I will acknowledge that they do carry that too far. I will say the thing that I appreciate and what I find funny that other people criticize the movie for is there's too much space stuff. There's too much like it's it's an outside force. I'm like, yeah, that's the original story. Like the the stuff that you're complaining about is the original story that (laughs) people that nerds have been saying was not in the first one. I'm talking about a very specific friend of ours. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm talking about you, Heather. I don't know who we're talking about. (laughs) I'm talking about you, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, she, uh, 
her and her husband had mentioned that that was the stuff that they thought was stupid and out of place. And I'm like, yeah, that's the stuff that X-Men fans complained weren't in the original. So <laughs> yeah. they went out of their way to get it into the new one. And now you're saying, which is what I thought would happen, is that movie fans are going to be like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't even want this. I'm like, yeah, movie fans don't want this. Comic book fans <laughs> want this. I actually, <laughs> as somebody who's only followed the movies, quite enjoyed the whole space rescue sequence. I think that was my favorite part of the film i had no problem but, with it i also yeah. liked the fact that it was an outside force that was m kind of forcing her in that direction that yeah. was part of my problem with last dan is that i don't like the idea that gene gray is an inherently evil person yes which is what <laughs> i kind of feel like last dan was implying <laughs> yes <laughs> at yeah. least dark phoenix recognized no no there's an outside force at work here yeah <laughs> yeah what what did you think of the train sequence at the end patrick um beyond I thought, the visual oh okay um <laughs> is, is there is there more to it than the visual i mean it's basically I thought just it like was a really cool, nice it's a nice fight scene yeah just um, in general overall as a as an ending to the movie as a kind of the last hurrah of that franchise so i, I thought yeah. it was fine i liked it yeah i thought it was i thought it was good i mean okay. you know everybody well okay and except that <laughs> fucking Freaking Nightcrawler turned into a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird, but it was one shot, so I kind of let it go. But I get where you're coming from. I was like, I'm sorry. Is is Nightcrawler evil now? <laughs> yeah, like it was. Everybody like experiences murderous rage a couple of times in their life, right? He yeah. saw like one right, guy guys? get killed, and and now, oh, and by the way, he can stab people with his tail. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Sure. Whatever. It's <laughs> it has that shape for a reason, Patrick. Yeah, apparently so. I mean, he is the devil. Uh, uh, I I love I love and I know this because Nightcrawler is one of Patrick's favorite characters. I love that that was the focus because I I know what you're talking about. I agree with it, and I quickly forgot it shortly <laughs> after. I saw it. I was like, everything that you say is true. I just totally forgot it five seconds after it happened. It's, and no, I've seen I that mean, movie like three times. Like I'm not I'm not harping on it. I'm not like, oh, that's the worst movie ever because of that. It just that no. seemed completely it out is. of place, right? Because there yeah. was no lead up to it. It was no. like he just started straight up murdering people. Like not like, okay, I'm gonna get in here and I'm gonna fight and if oh people accidentally died. No, it's like I have got all these kick ass combat moves that I have apparently been practicing on my own in the woods to just stab <laughs> a fucker in the neck. <laughs> Cause it was, it was like, it wasn't sloppy. It wasn't nothing. It was like pinpoint accurate right to the jugular. <laughs> Cut all that shit out. The oh, reason I Brian ask is because that whole sequence was reshot after the film wrapped production, right. and it was mm. a completely different ending than the original scripted ending, and it had that wonderful MCU gag of all the MCU agents bringing down the Fox X-Men. Um, well, mm. and that's a lot of people complain because they knew that was reshot footage, so they automatically treated it as bad, and I'm like, reshot footage does not make it bad. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I did or figure a out- lot of pretty quick nerds yeah pretty quickly into watching nerds. it the first time i thought this was not the original ending that said i loved it it was great especially I had given no that they had to the throw something together at the ending. last minute that was yeah. very satisfying I better job than problem. i ever yeah like when people are like uh oh my god they had to fight a bunch of faceless monsters at the end of the movie i was like okay so you hate 90 percent of the mcu movies because yeah. um, <laughs> they also end in a similar way <laughs> That's yeah. a weird complaint. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, they wanted no, it to I, be I, versus Magneto, right? Much like we would like this to be uh, the Cyphedelic Podcast. Uh, this is Patrick. <laughs> this is Michael. This I'm, is Brian. Apparently- <laughs> and this is Steve. <laughs> Begrudgingly acknowledging that he's here. <laughs> yeah. Fucking he's showed like, up again. What my name... Do? Is on this this shiny turd. That's nice. Um, Unfortunately, my welcome. name is not Inigo Montoya. <laughs> I think the term you're looking for is glistening turd. <laughs> Steve, please. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so uh, we're going to talk about something that is completely unrelated to any of this. <laughs> Surprise. That's what you call a, a hard stop to a nice warm open. Because uh, that's we are professionals in the smallest sense, lowercase p. <laughs> Definitely lowercase. Well, there's yeah. a bit of lack of planning because I didn't realize there was that much meat on that bone. I just I figured it would be like a, <laughs> yeah. like a short thing. And, no, there's yeah. a lot of meat on that bone. I'm always curious to hear what people have to say about that movie because it seems to be divisive. Yeah. <laughs> You said Dark Phoenix, and Michael clinched. <laughs> you should have seen him, people. It's, he was bouncing around on his tiptoes like a boxer. Like, oh, yeah. Look, look, Dark Phoenix was my 2019 Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I'm just glad Duke and Nukem didn't show up. if you know anything up. about me, Batman versus Superman was a thing. Well, it definitely did a better job of wrapping up its entire film franchise than, say, so Rise like of I Skywalker said, we aren't did. To talk about that. We're here to talk about the new CBS All Access series, Picard. You might and have heard about it. Nobody associated with Picard had anything to do with that film franchise. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Because I also it feel took me a that there, to get that joke. I also feel that there is some meat on the Picard bone, and so I don't want to shortchange it. Because uh, I got some. There's no to say. meat on that bone. Clearly, everybody here loved that show, <laughs> so we can wrap this shit up in like two minutes. <laughs> but we have Let's just refer all the to the we... red letter videos, the red letter media videos, where they clearly loved every single thing about Star Trek Picard. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, they ripped that show a new asshole, but that's neither here nor there. What did we think about Star Trek Picard? <laughs> well, I loved it. I uh, I loved it. It was uh brilliant, breathtaking, exciting, perhaps too fan servicey, but I can't it, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't enjoying the fan service, so But Brian, you have Star Trek blinders. You have Doctor Who blinders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never said a bad thing about Voyager or Enterprise uh, or the Ferengi episodes on Deep Space Nine. I am completely. Uh, you, have, you do have Doctor Who blinders, though. I don't think uh, I've ever I, heard I, you yeah, say No, something. no. I, I, I didn't touch the Doctor Who thing, you'll notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, you Brian, do absolutely have Doctor Who blinders. If there's something that you like, then you're like, oh, no, I can see why they did all of that. It's it's uh you didn't really like Voyager, and you didn't really like Enterprise, so, you know. I'm surprised you didn't like Voyager, but that's not for today's discussion. Yeah. So, I I liked Picard. I think I'm a little further down the spectrum than, than Brian. There was some stuff that I didn't like, but not a lot of stuff. I, as a whole, I liked it. 
I I feel like we're moving further down that spectrum as we get to the other people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so this is my thing about Picard, right? I I don't like what they did, but I like how they did it, right? Which is to say, um, you know, the thing they did with the Federation, where that's going, where some of the the universe is going where they went with some of the effects, but I enjoy, I enjoyed Picard and I enjoyed his little ensemble of characters yeah. that are going with him. I, you know, I was like, well, yay, seven of mine's back. Yay. You know, you know, all that stuff. Poor Echeb. Just, yay, justice for Echeb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so like, I like having all of them there, but, uh, overall what they're doing to the franchise, I, I sincerely dislike. I definitely want to dig into that, mate. Cause, okay. Yeah. Steve? And Steve? That's just, uh, <clears throat> we got to stop using dig into meat. <laughs> we got we to gotta stop is doing that. that. A, is that a metaphor that you can't get by? <laughs> I think if the meat digs into you, that would be, it that's ties where I into see the it. meat on the bone thing. Yeah. You know? uh, or bone the meat. Wait, what? Anyway. Well, so I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I liked it. I liked it enough to watch all of it. I was looking forward to watching the next episode. I marathoned the thing. Uh, but there was enough there that I'm good now. I don't need to watch it again. I, <laughs> this is not a repeat good. watch for you. Definitely okay. not. So it has a lot of nice things in there that I did like. Mm-hmm. But some of the pace of the storytelling and some of those characters I didn't care for. And, uh, there's, there's pieces of that story. Like, hmm, I would say the size of the universe they're drawing this story in is the thing that got me annoyed the most. This is a very big place. They're telling this story in. Huge. And, uh, I just, uh, As I prefer graphically, or are you talking on some sort of other cons- symbolic level? I, um, well, I guess you could say it's both. Yeah. Uh, they so do travel example, large distances. <laughs> so, for example, the story they're telling is quite large, and it's all one, you know, like, a one storyline, one big story arc that they're trying to pull off. Yes. And uh, my Trek, my favorite Trek, is more Monster of the Week show. Ah, usually called Planet no. of the Week. But yes, I, I, it's a very different, yeah, I, I this is a very different format. I know, that, I know that it's Planet of the Week, and that's, that's original Star Trek, Planet of the Week. So yeah, that's kind of where it rubs. Yeah, I think Monster of the Week is usually associated with X Files and Buffy. Yeah, and Doctor Who. But we get what he's saying, right? Like the, yeah, the very no, episodic absolutely, story no question, um, yeah. as opposed to long form. Which I'll admit you that get, you I get tend TNG, to be more. You get these character arcs that are that uh, you know bridge episodes, and I I like that, and that carried on with some of the later series. But this is a complete departure from that, and this is a character from a series that did that. And they aren't doing that. That's fair. Yeah. No, and 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 I will agree with you. I tend to lean personally towards 
the longer form story. So it was a little closer to what I normally like. So I didn't have as much of an issue with it, but I get your point. I, there is absolute love in next generation and I can pick up any fucking episode and be able to enjoy that one specific episode. There is absolute joy in that. I totally get it. I, I like both, but we've got like 700 hours of the uh, planet of the week. So I'm kind of fine with them doing new stuff and uh, new formats for going forward. I mean, because if I want planet of the week, I can always find a planet of the week. So, Well, I mean, I was wondering this the other day of popular sci-fi right now. And there's a lot of popular sci-fi I'm not watching. I still am not caught up on. Um, oh, what's the one on Amazon Prime that I need to watch? Expanse, uh, the expanse or lost in space. I oh. don't know that there's a lot of popular sci-fi that's doing episodic TV anymore. I feel like sci-fi has just moved to every season is a story. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that seems to be where TV has kind of gotten to where they seem to have abandoned episodic. I think they've lost something in that. I've been watching Firefly. Well, or- or- to be fair, and- Orville is pretty Planet of right. the Week. That's fair. Wow. So if I you're, think Orville is purposely nostalgic. If you're trying yes. to do something that is, you know, that that you want it to feel deep, then you don't do Planet of the Week, right? You do long form thing, mm-hmm. right? It's certainly harder to do something really deep with the with with only forty five minutes. I don't think so at all. I've got, you know, I've got 20 years of shows that did it just that way. And it's, you know, you dive deep into a subject matter for like your 40 minutes. And then you're like, okay, that was this experience. It took place over this week. All right. That was fucked up. We're going to have some random space of time in between the next show where we kind of get our shit together. And then we're back to back to business. So. I'm, you know. I'm still going to say that my favorite form of it is a combination of the two. And that's what you got with stuff like Buffy, Angel, and Farscape. Yeah. Where that's what I also prefer. But well, Stargate the thing I felt with Picard was that as well. That you just didn't get enough satisfying moments of, of closure. You know, they kept, they kept drawing out further. And I understand that that was the intent. Like, I understand mm-hmm. that that was the storytelling they were going for. But like, the unending mystery and suspense and ongoing let's the 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 puzzle box is not complete there's ever more as we fall down into this quagmire of solving the puzzle yeah well let's let's uh-huh. let's dive okay let's let's dive into that right so obviously you should watch it before you listen to the rest of this cuz we're just going to talk about all some details the the whole, or as I like to call it, Chekhov's android. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but the whole, okay. So, how do you guys feel about you know the android premonition that they just keep feeding you, feeding you bits of in like this horrific little? I don't even know. I don't even know what the word is. Where it's just a bunch of brief shots and you know whatever flashbacks the, or the, flash well, something yeah. so when agnes first sees you know when when and by the way fucking romulan's sleeper agent as a head of starfleet security somebody's fucking up just throwing that out there yeah 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 <laughs> I, I mean section yeah. 31 yep. really dropped the ball on that apparently one. <laughs> seriously apparently right so, but when she shows I, my assumption is bashir brought down section 31 and now starfleet intelligence totally <laughs> sucks <laughs> 
So, so when she shows Agnes <laughs> so, that that thing, right, like the right, that vision, the vision yeah. that made all yeah. the so rest of the women I, just claw their fucking eyes out. So that I, I want to make a quick comment about that. Every time that happened, I thought about Event Horizon, <laughs> and I was like, "You guys really like Event Horizon." <laughs> and you know what? So yeah, like, I'm fine. Pretty apt. I'm fine with it in Event Horizon because Event Horizon is showing people getting their eyes plucked out and and people getting raped. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, break that up into like Event Horizon was actually like half a second used clips. Cl- clips of that were used in Voyager. But there's literally footage of Event Horizon in Star Trek. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm I fine with that. that. The whole oh well, the planet's gonna blow up and whatever. That's that was just annoying to me, honestly. Well, also they didn't actually. Did you notice that? Like, okay, jumping right to the end, they kept talking about this evil android civilization that was going to come and save them. They never actually showed you that civilization. Yeah. At well, most, we see some you weird saw tentacles. the claws yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. tentacles. That's not showing me the that claw. civilization. I was actually kind of irritated. Oh, that, see? Okay, you've literally been building this up only to... It was just a boogeyman in the end. Oh, see, I, I was... I was. <laughs> yep. They had enough other or uh, uh, spinning plates that I was really glad they didn't try to explain the United Federation of Skynet to us. Um, I was really glad that we just get a little glimpse and then the door closes. I would, however, really enjoy season two be the quest to make first contact what? with them. No. I would love Why? to see. Why? I would Why? love Why to see. Why are we Never making mind. first Hang contact on. with the group of people that clearly want Hang to destroy on. all organic life? It's Brian uh, we're talking because, about. We Brian yeah, yeah. just wants to make first contact with any fucking thing. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 because. If the, the the right now they're out there with a gun pointed at the at the alpha beta and presumably delta and gamma quadrants, um, maybe we should try to talk to them and get them to maybe put the safety back on that gun. Eh. Um, no, Brian. I, what, you're, you're there, evacuate there the Milky Way my, and go hide in another galaxy? That, no, that's Brian, your, if they wanted to attack us, my mind. they could attack us. Like they know that we're here. Right. So yeah. if they want to, they clearly don't want to. They're waiting for, they're they're waiting yeah. to liberate. I, like a vampire, they're waiting well, to be invited. And like here's the thing. Like I don't even know. This is so okay. The other thing, right? So, evil Data's daughter, right? I, I'm kind of annoyed that they went back to that that basic lore trope, which is, oh yeah, and by the way, we're gonna kill all the humans, like. I know that you guys think it's dumb that you ban synthetic life, but you were actually right because all I want to do, kill all the humans. I'm willing to let my sister get her eye plucked out just so that you guys will be on board killing all the humans. And then when I saw that, I was like, ugh, we're doing that. That's, that's, that's what we were building up to. Well, okay, great. Well, well we, whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure the argument would be this one person doesn't represent all androids. Very clearly. They had to manipulate them by, by but, rigging, but, mur- uh, rigging the murder of another android just, yeah, but you don't, just but to manipulate worked, the rest Ryan, of the group. Right. So. But the, and so you should have a bigger problem with the fact that it worked than that's what they tried to do. That all the rest of those super yeah. intelligent androids were like, yeah, that's a good point. We should kill all the humans. <laughs> Even though we've been living with like two of them and one of them is our granddaddy and he's never well, done shit to us. They but. didn't do anything wrong to me, but fucking A, you might be right. But you know, it's a good point. It would fuck them all. Which, 
Which brings me, when you brought up uh, soon, that brought me to what I started calling Chekhov's Android, which was, don't show me a lifeless android clearly built to take on life forms. Like, the second I saw that, I was like, okay, so which major cast member's gonna die? <laughs> <laughs> and then be put into the body of that golem. Because that's yeah. absolutely, like, that whole plot line totally flashed in my mind the second they said, oh, and here's a golem I can put my life into. Okay, so somebody's going to die. That <laughs> I care about. Not this nah. guy who just showed up in this episode. Some fucker who's been in the show since the wait, beginning. Wait, wait. Did you not, did you just not <laughs> automatically assume that was going to be Picard? Like, they had made this whole big deal about I've, him having this degenerative disease, and I'm like, they're talking about season two. I forgot about the degenerative disease. Like, they're talking about season two. <laughs> they're going to need to, they're going to need to MacGuffin that shit out of the way so we can come back in season two. <laughs> I just want him to be a voice in the next season so he doesn't have to hobble around. It'll be Picard, the animated series, only they're going to actually shoot it and tell him it's the animated series. <laughs> I did wonder if the original version had Picard dying and it was supposed to be a one and done season, but that then partway through they revised, changed their mind and said, this is fun. Let's do multiple seasons. I'll be um, honest with you. I would have preferred the one and done. I you always prefer the one and so done. So you notice how cinematic I would not have been unhappy with one and done. I like endings. Um, the, uh, oh, the, however, the writers have stated emphatically that from day one, Picard was going to be turned into an android at the end of the season. That was always their plan. So apparently, if they're telling the truth, it was never supposed oh, to be what? a one and it, done. And oh, he's going to be an android, whatever. We basically, they said, look, we gave you the exact amount of life that you would have had if you're a human. We didn't give you any superpowers. You're basically just a yeah. fragile old fucking man in a droid body that's going to run yeah. out and about. Eight years and two minutes. So, you know. <laughs> hey, kudos to kudos to writing in the line. I could have taken an extra 10 years. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to bother to put me in this thing, you could give me some benefit. Well, well I mean, the, the underlying <laughs> thing we, we all know is there's a switch inside that body that could potentially somehow be thrown that would make him oh. live however long. Now and everybody's all, all on board with hackers, huh? Okay. <laughs> I see. When it benefits me, hackers are great. Yeah. <laughs> like most things. I only uh -huh. like it when it benefits yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yes, I was definitely the thing I was most uncertain about was Android Picard. And I'm still not sure I actually like that idea. I don't hate it, but I don't know if I really like it. And that's if there, if there was one single complaint I have, it's the fact that their pivotal thing at the end of the series is something I'm really kind of ambivalent on. Um, you don't think a, it's a little derivative maybe since he was already Borg? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I that's. I, I don't think know. it's how many people. I, I think it say, helps rationalize how he's so okay with it at the end. But I still kind of want to see him angst over it. Why? Like, uh, like the way Culber did in season two. Why would but, you um, angst over? You're he's basically in his same body. Like it's the exact same fucking thing. It's not like he's got like a so laser. I don't eye want them to spend the whole or season. Like a droid I, dick I think, or something. You know, he's, a few scenes where he wonders, or, okay. "Am I really the same Picard I was before?" Oh, I wouldn't. So whatever. So I would say. So Patrick. I would say this. I agree with Brian in this. If Brian's only talking about like in a, in one episode, yeah, I actually did like, and I'm guessing you probably were annoyed by it. <laughs> the 
theme of Borg PTSD that was in the season of Star Trek Picard. Yes. I actually thought that was a cool theme. Yes. I like the fact that it affected both, um, you, um, Picard, I said both, but all and seven of nine. I like the fact that that was a recurring thing that kept coming up, which was this was a horrible thing that happened to me and I have not fully recovered from so, it. So, yeah. So I thought that was cool. So they bring that. <laughs> yeah. We turned it off. Quit bitching. Well, they bring it up. <laughs> like they bring it up with like seven of nine, right? Except mm-hmm. I've got four seasons of a show where, you know, She's she's mostly fine with it. She's actually not not okay with it, but we never actually saw her as like a human human person. Like she was still mm. like recovering from that. But I have seen other people come out from being Borg and they're kind of like they get a little pissed off and they look at the hand and they go, "Oh shit, yeah, that's fucked up." But hey, look at me, I'm free and they're, you know, whatever. So, you know, or they miss it. Or they well, miss it, right? Well, and look, look. It's been like well, 50 be years, Picard. Get some counseling, man. Why are you still dragging this all around with you? They haven't figured that out in the to future. To be clear, it was never the main plot point of a, of a whole episode. It was just this underlying thing. And that's actually what I liked about it. I liked yeah. the fact that they didn't overplay it. They actually just said, yeah, on some level, this is something that would probably bother you for the rest of your life. It's well, never something like they actually did play it as I've mostly moved on from this, but yeah. they just acknowledged I haven't entirely yeah. moved we, on. But we from already this. had that movie. I it's don't know called how, first do, you, contact, how right? do you move on from blowing up 39 Starfleet starships? You work through that, it. Uh, it's I mean, to move on from, oh, clearly cyborged. I, I've been cyborged. I, I was like, okay, I could see how eventually you get over the, all the physical violations and stuff of the being borged, but also the fact that you led the attack on your own people well, and blew up 39 right? of their ships. We already, we, we, that we seems like the that. sort of thing what? that you would never entirely we get already over. had that. That's what first contact. We've mined that, we've mined that, we've mined that gold. We have it in our sack. Whatever. Let's, okay. let's, let's but move the on. Only difference that I, but the only difference that I'm saying is, yeah. is I'm, I'm not saying that it was a main plot point. I'm just saying they acknowledged it. They brought it up, but they didn't harp on it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually saying I liked the subtlety of it. Like yes. they brought it up. I'm, so, I'm somewhat agreeing with you guys, but you guys are basically saying, I don't want to hear it at no, all. No, no, no. I'm just saying. No, no. Cause <laughs> see, the, the thing, the, the issue is, is that the whole Borg thing, just seemed like mm. useless fan service because at the end of the day, having the Borg there meant meant fuck all. I, I will say fuck they, all. There were multiple times in the show where they promised that the Borg are about to kick ass and then they don't. And they pull that they play that trick over and over and over. And I kind of thought, okay, then in the final episode, we're finally gonna see the Borg kick. Nope. Yeah. Nope, they do fuck all the entire time. Uh, it's I, like, I don't even know why the cube came to that planet in the final two episodes. No, there was no purpose <laughs> yeah. to that no. at all. No. The Borg showed up and then crashed. Yeah. I and was like, didn't... what was literally the point like they of that? They had seven yeah. of nine. I guess to get seven of nine. Well, no. So they had seven of nine and they had her do this whole big thing like, oh, I don't want to connect back into the collective because then I might not want to let go and like all this. And you're like, oh, this is going to yeah. be a thing. And then she plugged in and they're like oh sorry we killed off all the drones go fuck yourself and that's it it's done and then she unplugs like yeah well that that didn't work okay and then and then, yeah, and well, then the romulans just I, left they're like yeah no go fuck yourself peace out bitches we got yeah. our fleet there really there really should have been some technical issues with that <laughs> there really should have yeah. 
oh, I need to upgrade to Borg 7.62. For, for what it's worth, that we, we don't really know that those drones are dead because drones can survive hard exactly. vacuum without right. a problem. But then she should have picked so them I up. suspect she should have. She, she had control that she did. of the whole. Well, because we saw all of the we saw all well, of the surviving drones. It wasn't that many. Wow. I, there was a lot that got I sucked was in the space. Brian, Brian, she definitely didn't. And you know how I didn't. And this is just narrative thought process here. They showed her react as if they were dying and then they never brought it up again. So you can say, well, maybe she did save them. I don't think they would have bothered to show her having that <laughs> reaction if it was something they could. I'll just go pick them up later. It's fine. I think like, that's not that. a reaction they would have bothered to show. Yeah, he's, he processed that, and I saw a smile fall on his face. <laughs> See, our, our listeners don't have the benefit of seeing him grin in acknowledgement, but I saw it. The Dramatically speaking, without all those drones, she can't do anything with the cube, so her ability to kick ass has just been neutered. So I don't she's, know about that. She's, she's she just, has control you, over the cube. You can still do quite a bit but, of fucking but the, damage the, with the it. The Borg are part of the cube. They're, they're, they're the processors <laughs> for the cube. The cube can't work without a so, bunch of Borg. To be, Brian, your statement would be true. If I parked a giant true. cube on your ass, you'd feel it. Your statement would be valid if the dialogue in the scene didn't directly show that she was reacting to the death of the drones, not her ability to she kick ass. Actually, I, I went, look, she never actually says that they're dead, but just that they've been blown out into space. And, and you really yeah. want those drones to stay no, I'm just, alive. from the point of view of, of, of the, of continuity, it seems like they should be able to recover them. Yeah, but, they, no, they so should. You care where and for more, the record, yeah. um, she flew the damn thing through a transwarp conduit so she can do something with the fucking cube. Well, I that was another reason why I felt she must have gotten those drones back. Otherwise, she wouldn't be able to fly got the thing moving. And <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I will say, Brian, I think you care more about continuity, though. I will say, I do think Picard did a better job than, say, Discovery. Oh, that yes. was one thing that I was going <laughs> to oh say. God, I yes. think we can all acknowledge that Picard was at least a step in the right direction. Like, I don't even hate Discovery, but I yeah, at least yeah. acknowledge yeah. that they did a better job of acknowledging continuity. That's true. And not forgetting that it happened than Discovery yeah. did. I, I would argue <laughs> that Picard of all Star Trek had the most fun, enjoying continuity. That it, it, it saw it as an asset and something to play with and, and, right. and in much the way, same way season four of Enterprise does. It, it, it saw it as a, as a, as a tool, as a, in their toolbox to make the show better. Um, and right. I appreciated that as a fanboy. I appreciated the fact that they, it's writ clearly written by people who love continuity. Right. So, and that's, that's, and honestly, I think that's like 70 to 80% of what I liked about Picard was, this was a show that didn't say, I didn't like the old show, so I'm just going to do my thing. And yeah. I'm not saying that you couldn't get some fun out of Discovery, but Picard yeah. was like, you know, we don't have to throw all that shit out. Like, the episode on the farm, the Riker mm -hmm. farm, was yeah. probably my favorite episode. No, yes. That was a great goddamn episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, nope. I never thought I would enjoy seeing Riker and Troy as much as I did, <laughs> but when they got to that episode, I was like, that was fantastic. That was really well done. <laughs> so my question to you, even though it seems rather obvious, is season two will be coming. I'm fairly confident in that because CBS wants it so bad. Oh, yeah. They announced it before they'd released season one. Oh, yeah. You're in for season two? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I'll watch season two. <laughs> 
Yeah, Patrick? I'll watch season two. Yeah. yeah. So that means you're in for CBS All Access in order to get <laughs> season two. Oh, yeah. So well, I'm already look, paying for CBS look, All man, Access. It's just, just like I did oh. at the end of Discovery, the second I finished watching the last episode, log on and cancel subscription. I yeah. No, I'm not holding yeah, on to no. that. Like, I, I just, I just have the, I, whatever. There's other stuff on the channel I might watch. I will say this. I'm more in for Picard season two than I am for Discovery season three. Like, I'm seriously questioning whether or not I'm going to keep oh, watching. Oh, see, I'm Discovery. really hyped for season three of Discovery because they'll no longer be trying to wedge it into that prequel era. And I think they'll be, I think that, I think it'll be the show the writers <laughs> want it to be when they're not bur- burdened down by all that continuity not, that they clearly don't give a shit <laughs> about. Now, Burden with earlier episodes. Now to spin it around, yeah. what the view, what the listeners don't see is that look on Steve's face that looks like he's just letting out like a wet shit. But he hears Brian talk. Oh like, yeah! Oh no, that's just dribbling out. I can't do anything to stop that. That's just complete bullshit right there. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Brian. We are different people, you and I. <laughs> hey, I, I, I think we peoples. just established I do appreciate Star Trek continuity, yeah. but I can also enjoy a show oh, that. Okay, all right. Well, you, if you want to throw fire, we can do it. Oh God, are, are we going to throw hands? Are we? If you want to throw hands, we can throw hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever challenged me to a Star Trek nerd off before. <laughs> oh, that's what you thought it was going to be, what huh? Hands are, son. <laughs> it's going to be a long day for you. I will say you. this. There was an episode of Jimmy, uh, not Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Kimmel recently in which, uh, Pete Buttigieg was guest hosting and, um, uh, Jean-Luc, not Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart <laughs> was the guest on the show and they said, yes, that was horrible what I just did. And they Funny had though. a, they did a contest, uh, on the show. Uh, with Pete Buttigieg versus uh, Patrick Stewart on Star Trek trivia that LeVar Burton actually guest hosted. And I got to say, I did not realize that Pete Buttigieg was a nerd, but he was answering these questions like, oh, no, he's a fucking nerd. Okay. He actually knows the answers to these questions. (laughs) Did not see that coming. Oh, he always kind of read his nerd to me, but I mean, I didn't actually, I thought it was just his ambience. So... So, allegedly, we have a website. I allegedly. Mean, I mean, hopefully, it's fucking working by the time you hear this. <laughs> Small technical difficulty, but, you know, I'm working on it. Shut up. I'm working on it. That website is scifishow.net. It has all the things there. Maybe you could leave us a review in your podcast player of choice. Five stars is the appropriate level. Anything less is acceptable, but, I mean, why would you, really? Five or none. I said it. Anyway, we're on uh, Twitter, at Sci-Fi Show, and you can leave us feedback, feedback at scifishow.net, once our website is working. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian T. Earl Grey. Hot. That was lame. You've done better. I expected better from you, Brian.
Yeah, well, that's what you get for expecting. That's true. <laughs>